When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another video. And today we're going to be covering the canon book Secrets of the Sith. Some of the stuff in here is pretty interesting and some of the stuff is pretty contradictory to a lot of the old legend stuff. For example, something I made a video about on my gaming channel because I didn't want it to blow up here was the fact that, and I'll briefly touch on this, was the fact that Palpatine said that he learned from Plagueis's teachings and Plagueis's learnings that essence transfer was possible and that's actually how he learned how to do essence transfer. I then went and read the Plagueis novel, which is Legends, unfortunately, but it is a great book, so read it if you haven't or listen to the audiobook. In there, there is a piece that Plagueis actually says and talks about essence transfer where he says that the last person to know about essence transfer and how to effectively do it was a Jedi. Well, actually it was a Sith who turned into a Jedi and then was killed and the knowledge ended with his life. So Plagueis actually never knew how to do it and he always thought essence transfer was a complete joke. He didn't think it was real immortality. He thought it was just BS, so to speak. So there are some inconsistencies there with Legends and uh, Lore, the EU, but I know none of that stuff matters anymore, at least in Canon's eyes. So that being said, today we're going to be talking about Palpatine's point of view of Anakin in Canon in this book. So here we go. It covers a few pages and then I'm going to be talking about it intermittently. I'll be interjecting here and there to give you my piece and my take and my two cents essentially. Palpatine says, None in this galaxy has ever proved my equal in the power of the dark side. But in matters of the Force, there is one bloodline that cannot be ignored. The Skywalkers. My most powerful apprentice, Darth Vader, was born a Skywalker. Though his darkness was feared across the galaxy, there remained a loathsome spark of light buried within him that he failed to smother. And this is true, this is something that Palpatine actually always knew and he was always testing Vader to make sure that he just doused this light within himself so that Anakin would never be reborn because he knew that as long as that little bit was there, Anakin would come back eventually. And so this is also another reason, uh, besides you know Palpatine wanting a stronger apprentice after Vader lost to Obi-Wan, that he always was looking for another apprentice. And in the end found Luke and was like, oh my god, this is the most best amazing thing that I could have asked for now that Anakin is, you know, ruined. Balance to the Force Young Anakin Skywalker began life as nothing more than a slave on the desert world of Tatooine. But the boy was blessed with a power unrivaled by any except my own. And to me, this part I'm just going to interject is also contradicting because George Lucas has said that Anakin at his full potential would have been twice as powerful as Palpatine, and Palpatine also knew this. He says this to Yoda in Revenge of the Sith, 
He claims that soon Lord Vader will be more powerful than either of us. So he knows that Anakin is going to be stronger than him. But here it says that he's rivaled him. And it says a few other places as well. Not a big deal, but I just would have liked to have seen it be a little more consistent with what George said and what Palpatine said in Revenge of the Sith, that Anakin was indeed going to be much more powerful than him, not just rivaling him. Anakin was believed by the Jedi to be a virgin, an entity surrounded by a rare concentration of force energy. They even convinced themselves that the child was the chosen one, described in an ancient Jedi prophecy. So certain were they that Anakin would bring balance to the force, they failed to consider what that might truly mean. And so this is true as well, you know, Palpatine knew that <laughs> the Jedi foolishly thought that Anakin was the chosen one, that he was some sort of force balancer, so to speak. And because Qui-Gon found him the way he did and brought him before the Jedi, because he was created from the Force, then that meant that he was part of the prophecy. Now, a bit of lore and legends, uh, expanded universe information for you if you haven't read the Darth Plagueis book. Anakin was actually a response from the Force for Palpatine and Plagueis trying to manipulate the midichlorians in the Force to create the perfect dark side entity. So a lot of people think that Anakin was created by Plagueis. He actually wasn't. The Force answered back towards Plagueis trying to create and manipulate the Force to create a dark side entity of extreme power. And so the Force answered back by creating Anakin through the Force, which eventually brought balance, all by doing it in a super twisted way, <laughs> favoring, you know, the Sith for many, many years. As Anakin's powers intensified, says Palpatine, so did his emotions. He wanted more than his feckless order could offer him. I planted seeds of doubt in his mind about the Jedi and their dogma, but it was not doubt that would lead young Skywalker to abandon the Jedi path. It was love and the fear of losing it. Though romantic entangles were long forsaken by the Jedi, Anakin entered a forbidden union with a senator from Naboo named Padme Amidala. Unsettling premonitions of his pregnant wife's demise troubled the boy. He was willing to do anything to prevent that future from unfolding, and I was there to offer him a solution. Now, a lot of people think that Palpatine was possibly the one that was putting these dreams in Anakin's head, and if it wasn't for Palpatine, then Anakin would never have had these premonitions. That's not true. It was the will of the Force that Anakin was supposed to turn to the dark side the way he did so that he could turn back to the light, and in turn, Luke would be the one to be the catalyst. Now, while Palpatine can put ideas and thoughts into people's heads, Anakin's most powerful Force ability ever, ever, the thing he was most gifted at, was the ability to see into the future. Everything he saw essentially came true, and we also saw this in episode one as well, he could see into the force when Mace Windu was testing him, you know, saying a star, a ship, a cup. Anakin was super talented and super gifted when it came to seeing into the future. And this ability was completely wiped once he lost to Obi-Wan on Mustafar. So that's why Anakin was so hellbent on knowing that these dreams were very, very real because he had them his whole life. He could see things before they happened and they always happened. So it might have been Palpatine putting those visions in his head, but I highly doubt it. I think it was the will of the Force and Anakin's abilities to just see into the future. Revealing my true nature to young Skywalker, I presented the dark side as the only path to ensuring his beloved survival. He submitted himself to me, a Jedi no longer, and rose as my new Sith apprentice, Darth Vader. At my command, he turned against the Jedi Order. He massacred his brethren at their own temple, giving no quarter. He had returned balance to the Force indeed, by drowning out the light and freeing the darkness. 
but Lord Vader would have no time to revel in his triumph. Struck down by his former Jedi Master, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Mustafar, he was left burned and mutilated. Though I managed to salvage his broken body and sustain his life, he would soon come to wish I had not. There isn't too much to talk about right there, but I will say that in the junior novelization of Revenge of the Sith, there was a really cool scene that I think would have been pretty sweet if we had seen that in the film. It was when Anakin was crawling up the high ground, so to well, sort of, and Palpatine sees him and says, get a magical capsule immediately to his shock troopers. In the novel, in the junior novelization, he actually jumps down to the low ground, grabs Anakin, and then uses the force to jump out of there super high up and super fast taking Anakin to safety. I think this would have been pretty sweet to see, but I don't know, you guys let me know about that. Upon my command, Vader's broken frame was remade, fitted with cybernetic parts and sheathed in obsidian armor. He re-emerged as a towering symbol of the Galactic Empire's might. So right here it says sheathed in obsidian armor. Well, something else that was obsidian was Snoke's ring, which was actually taken from the catacombs beneath Vader's castle. He re-emerged as a towering symbol of the Galactic Empire's might. His rage grew, fueled by the loss of Padme Amidala, a death that I convinced Lord Vader was caused by his own hand. The grief drove him deeper into darkness and further under my control. But Lord Vader's tragic past would not stay dead. He sought the arcane streets that might reunite him with his lost love. Building a castle on Mustafar, the site of his greatest defeat, Vader attempted to use the Aeon Engine to cross the veil between life and death. But his journey to retrieve Padme's spirit would prove an unsuccessful distraction. So if you don't remember this, this happened in the comics. I made a two hour video over a couple years covering the comics and explaining them in my point of view and breaking them down for you guys. So if you want to check that out, it's a video that you guys really enjoyed and I'm gonna be doing it with the next uh, comic set too, once they finish them. Essentially, Vader meets Lord Momin, and Lord Momin teaches him how to create this veil between life and death. It's this passageway beneath his castle, which has a force, dark side force nexus, and Vader enters the realm. He's kind of in this, like, spiritual form, and he sees a whole bunch of weird stuff. You guys may have seen the video that I covered on it, or the, read the comic. It was pretty cool, but it was also pretty freaky, because Padme is like some weird cyborg death zombie thing that just got black eyes and plunges herself into her own doom. Now as for the Aeon engine, you may have seen that in the Vader Immortal game where Vader actually tries to use the Aeon engine, the Aeon Drive, to bring Padme back and that's a, a pretty cool story too. Returning his focus to the Empire, Lord Vader cut a swath of destruction across the galaxy in my name. All who rose to challenge my disciple fell by his crimson blade until another ghost from his past returned to haunt him. And that ghost, of course, I believe, is Luke Skywalker. Final betrayal. Years later, Lord Vader found himself once again locked in combat with Obi-Wan Kenobi. My apprentice redeemed his past failure and struck down his former master. So you see right here, it doesn't say that Vader fights Obi-Wan in the Kenobi show. So I don't know if this writer of this book knows about that or if, you know, that doesn't actually happen in the Kenobi show. Does that mean that it's just sort of a dream or uh, maybe a forced training sequence that's like augmented reality? Or is this just being left out so there's no spoilers? But he soon discovered that Kenobi had taken on a new apprentice, Luke Skywalker, a young boy strong in the force whom Vader would soon learn was his own son. Lord Vader had believed his child had died with Padme. It was the fear, pain, and suffering stemming from that loss that powered him for so long. But now a different emotion began to surface within him, one he had not experienced in ages, love. His fear of losing his wife had pushed him toward the dark side, 
To save his son, he would choose a different path. Lord Vader turned against the darkness and betrayed his true master. Anakin Skywalker was reborn just in time to die, his pathetic display costing him his own life, and all for nothing. Vader was gone, but the Sith would return. Something else I'd like to also discuss is how Anakin became a Force Ghost, and I've made a couple of videos about this. And this information comes from the rise and fall of Darth Vader. And essentially what happened as Anakin was dying, you know, as Vader was dying in Luke's arms, sort of, on the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi, Anakin was almost about to go off into death, and he was closing his eyes, and he hears Obi-Wan speak to him through the Force. And he is so bewildered, he's so confused, he's like, how is this possible? How is this happening? And Obi-Wan says, this pretty much, you know, not quite, but he says, hey, shut up, listen to me. If you don't listen to me and do as I say in the next few seconds, you're going to cease to exist. Do you want that? No. Do what I'm saying, and you can transfer your essence into the Force, like the rest of us, and be immortal. So... Anakin learned in those few seconds, which I guess was kind of like a different time period almost because, you know, as a force ghost is speaking to you, maybe when you're dying, so maybe like five minutes is really like two seconds in the real world. Who knows? But Anakin learned how to transfer his essence into the force in those few moments before he died from Obi-Wan Kenobi speaking to him. And as he was closing his eyes, leaning back and died, he actually had transferred into the force. And then we see him on the forest moon of Endor in his young form once again as Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen. So let me know guys what you think of Palpatine's point of view of Vader. It's pretty cool. I, I feel like they, you know, didn't really miss a beat here, but there are a few inconsistencies in this book regarding a bunch of stuff, but also, you know, Palpatine talking about Vader being his rival and not being, you know, stronger than him, so to speak. I got to find the exact passage, but we also saw one that alluded to him being his rival in the force, which wasn't true. Anakin would have absolutely obliterated Sidious, probably within a year of turning to the dark side if he had not lost Obi-Wan Kenobi. But hey, if you want to check out more of this book, this is The Secrets of the Sith. It is canon and it's all from Palpatine's point of view. Thanks for listening and watching this video. I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.